everybody, and welcome to Not the Normal Bit Effect. Uh, we just have a quick announcement for you, and that announcement is there won't be a regular Bit Effect episode, um, so no music here or anything. Uh, instead, I brought with me my uh, life coach and personal mentor, Mr. Michael. Hello, hello, good evening. Um, he advised that uh, legally we should probably update you as to Craig's whereabouts. Uh, Craig, as I'm sure you've read in the newspaper, was shot dead by the police in Scotland. Uh, it was something about freedom, I think. He was yelling about, and then he went on a rant. Uh, it, it's sad news. Uh, they've managed to revive the corpse, and um, right now he's uh, in surgery. He's getting his uh, tooth, tooth done, because, you know, as you know, when you die, your teeth die, so he needs all new teeth. Uh, getting the Jaws treatment, from what I hear, which is pretty cool. Um, I think Jaws would have been cooler with a Scottish accent. Mike, uh, as a a Bond man, how, how do you feel about that? Um, yeah, I think it's totally a- acceptable. Uh, the height increase. I'm not sure. How how tall is Craig? Uh, post-mortem, I believe he's going to be around 7 foot 6. I don't know what that is in your moon measurements over there. Let's just say 300 centimeters. I don't know. I think it's Raker measurements in the UK. Oh, okay. Uh, he's seven, 17 stone tall, I think. That's how it works, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. 17 stone tall. Uh, five inches thick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Okay, so uh, Craig had to undergo uh, not emergency surgery, but the surgery got scheduled quicker than we thought. Don't worry, it's nothing you know really bad. It's just uh, dental stuff. So they had to mess with his jaw and stuff. And it turns out that when you operate on someone's jaw, the next day they look like Mr. Potato Head got hit with another potato. Um, Very very pale. They sound like they've been drunk for a few days. So we decided to postpone Luigi's Mansion Three. And we'll do it when he can talk, which uh, we're hoping is next week. If it's not, then no big deal. We'll throw something else up. Um, Right about there is about the end of the announcement. Uh, Me and Mike are going to blather on because, well, we're here. We might as well. And Mike has a new mic to test out, so we figure this would be a good place to do it. So if you're not interested in hearing us talk, please exit the plane now. Uh, so, Mike, uh, you mm. have a new mic, I hear. I I do indeed, courtesy of one one sick boy, okay, dental record jaws, Craig. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, he he has yeah. he has very generously provided me with a. Uh, how do you even say it? Snowball ice microphone pop filter PC connected thing. That the YouTube has special, switch. yeah, I think I think possibly. Uh, now I was under the understanding that uh, this was to help start your new spoken word career. It is, it is. Um, I hear Henry Rollins has now retired, and I am here to pick up the reins. Um, Wait, I don't Rollins? know what 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 does Henry Rollins actually talk about? I I, I don't know. All I know is he is a spoken um, spoken word artist. So, so I don't have a lot of experience with Henry Rollins. Uh, mostly, I know him as a guy that people know. Uh, I think I've seen one stand-up comedy set, and I hear he has a band now. 
Hmm. His spoken word album, I'm pretty sure, is just spoken words. I, I don't actually know <laughs> much about Henry Rollins. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. No, all I know is he's Black Flag singer, possibly something to do with the mis- Misfits. I don't, maybe. I'm not maybe. sure. He seems a little too young. That's something I've, to do with the Misfits. I always had it stuck in my... I don't know, I might have made this up, but I always had it stuck in my head that Glenn Danzig was the original vocalist and he he came in as maybe the second vocalist of the band or something like that at some point. And Danzig broke off to, of course, start the band Danzig. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, went on to... I could be wrong. I could have made that up. You never know. Yeah, this could all be solved by a quick Google, but we find it more... Uh, enjoyable to make stuff up on the spot. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. Glenn Danzig, what? of course, being famous for playing Wolverine in the X Men movies, I believe. And, and making things up on the spot is is one of those great things that I've been hearing a lot about the PlayStation Five recently. I have too. Um, mm. Not so much with the Xbox. It's strange. I don't see too many rumors floating about the Xbox, other than uh oh, it might be a very very expensive that's it so I, uh yeah how many uh crazy rumors uh have you believed so far uh, i've heard that it will whiten your teeth in your sleep hmm i have <laughs> i hope it does i hope it does that would be great be the bonus <laughs> definitely um i've not heard a lot and i've been taking more of a pinch of salt because um that's what you should do. To be honest. But, <laughs> I mean, on the other side of this, the thing is, people always get carried away, and you know, uh, everyone's going to hope they get in a one thousand pound PC in a box for two hundred and fifty quid. That's which isn't going to happen. But you know, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know. The r- most recent rumors I've heard, which are probably plausible, are it's only going to be about ten teraflops of power which isn't a huge leap up but that's fine and um, that there's probably going to be a, a demon souls remaster from blue point i would love it if that's what blue point were working on that'd be great wait is it blue point or blue moon studios i think it's blue point there's blue blue point who are blue moon again do they do i think they're the ones games? that did were they or were they the people that did dark watch that was high moon studios Never mind. Yeah. You see, listener, this could be Googled, but it's not. We make things there, up. There is also Blue Point, who I think did the sat, the Sattlers. And so oh, maybe, maybe. Maybe a game called Black Isle? I can't remember. No, it's Black Isle Studios. <laughs> okay. Oops. So, Oops. if we can learn anything from this conversation, it's that every word combination has been thought of for the name of Studios. Uh, luckily, we ditched the ultimate play the game kind of naming <laughs> our Studios. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I, I've seen a lot of rumors around the PS5, and since we're old hands at this, I mean, we were we were doing this kind of stuff when we heard that Japan was on Mario 6 and we were only on Mario 3. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, it, it, it's interesting to see, but also mildly frustrating, because people tend to use headlines... They're like, oh, new information about the PS5. And then the first line is, well, what we think it's going to be is like, oh, you you can't do that. That's not fair. Yeah. yeah. I, why, why do people do that? Why, 
you, if you have some sort of solid story, that's what you should be doing. You don't just mm. they they always do this. I, I mean, you you might not be familiar with this, but we've got like the the mirror and the sun and things in the UK. Oh, I I, I get wonderful suggested articles from those fine publications. They, every single month, without fail, without fail, the days running up to PlayStation Plus, the rumor mills go crazy. You get. This month you will be getting Final Fantasy VII Remake and Resident Evil 3 on the PlayStation 4 as some sort of gift of goodwill from Sony and why Xbox should be worried. And you, and then, you, you, of course, you click on it and it say, it'll say, these games are coming out and they're, they're sure to come to PlayStation Plus at some point in the future. The actual game's coming out, <laughs> we don't know. Sony normally announces at 3.15pm on a Monday afternoon and... You go, oh my god! What a, what a non-story! What what an absolute waste yeah. of my time. Uh, I've been reading a lot of articles from Forbes, uh, that uh. noted game publication, uh, about uh, why PlayStation should be worried about the Xbox, and then the next day it's why Xbox should be worried about the PlayStation, and it all buckles down to we don't know, but uh, we're going to cover it either way. So let's just say both. <laughs> Oddly enough, the Switch is not worried about anything. Evidently, they're just kind of chill. So the Switch is an odd one in, in its own way because they they always get stories about a Switch Pro and all kinds oh, of other spin-offs and the 4K resolution Switch. Oh no, no, I think I think the next Switch is going to be 12K from what I've heard from my oh, from my uncle. That'll work Hunter. great with Monster Hunter Generations. You know, those 3DS visuals can really use that boost in power. Oh my word. Oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, Speaking of the Switch, I've been playing a lot of my Switch lately, um, because I have a sickness, and that sickness sickness starts with a P and ends with an Okamon. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Pokemon Home recently released, and uh, that's, that's Nintendo's way of saying, Dave, 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 you know all those, those Pokemons that you used to have back in the day? Uh, you can bring those now to uh, the Switch games. Isn't that great, Dave? Dave, pay us $15 a year, please, Dave. And I I can't help it. It's not my choice. Nintendo did it for me. Um, so, sure. Yeah, I paid my $15 for a year of Pokemon Home. And it's a pretty cool little bugger. Yeah. So, uh, uh, let, me, let me just take a stab in the dark at this. But is this that... No, I've got to be wrong. Is this that system that lets you hold all your Pokemon, Pokemon's apologies again to the Pocket Monster overlords in Japan? <laughs> but does this let you hold all your Pokemon's from previous games to allow you to bring them out into newer games, or or what? What exactly yeah. is is this? Okay, so uh, for those people who aren't aware of this disease running rampant through our society, so uh, basically anything. Pokemon you could play on the 3DS. So the virtual console, you know, red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, crystal, all the way up. You could always upload those things into what was called the Pokemon Bank. And the Pokemon Bank had uh, limited compatibility. You could always upload into it, but you couldn't always download it. It depends on if those Pokemon were programmed into the game. Mm. And uh, with Pokemon Home, this basically... is there for, okay, take everything that was in the Pokemon Bank, put it in Pokemon Home. And then everything moving forward will use Pokemon Home. So, like, I have Gen 1 Pokemon from, like, Red and Blue, and, oh, hey, I can upload those into Sword and Shield if they're one of the ones in the Pokedex. 
So it's basically moving forward. Everything's going to be under this unified thing where you can just plop them all into there. And there are some crazy people that already have filled out the Pokedex completely. Wow. I'm, I'm hoping to get cured before that happens to me. But uh, we might be in a little <coughs> sickness for the long haul. So just, yeah, I was just to clarify, to... this is... I'm, I'm guessing you're meaning then that you're playing a Pokemon Sword Shield... Uh, that's the that's the end goal. Right now, I'm playing Let's Go Eevee ah, because okay. that's one I had, and I'm like, okay, I'll start with this. I'll get those ones, and then move those forward into Sword and Shield. But yeah, this is for me. This is kind of a way to take all those old Pokemon games and say, I never have to play you again. This is it. Right. We're done. Right. But uh, yeah, so I've, I've been playing it, and it's it's kind of been a lot of fun. I just finished uh, Pillars of Eternity two, and was like, well. I need something kind of light because Pillars 2 is a bit heavy. So I'm like, so, sure, sure, let's go. How exactly did you restrain yourself just then, then, Dave? Because if someone asked me what games I was playing and I was to say Pillars of Eternity 2, I'd be sure to throw, throw Dead Fire or Dead Line or whatever its subtitle <laughs> is in because it sounds. Dead Fire <laughs> plus expansions. <laughs> But dead, dead fire. That that kind of puts me off in a way because when I when I hear dead fire, it makes me think of like like DOS games which would get released where it'd be like the the island of Doctor Moreau or something like I don't know something like that, and you'd be oh, like, now see, it makes me think of some you know me when I was thirteen years old on AOL Instant Messenger. I'm gonna choose the name Dead Fire because that's cool. <laughs> it's not as good as Crossfire, Crossfire X, even if that's if that's a real thing, but. Cross, cross double double X in front, then crossfire, and then double X on the end was the coolest guy. Um, it it's a it is a steaming pile of hot garbage on the PlayStation Four. At least that's all I can speak to. Um, I put about eighty hours into it, right? And uh, it's a really fun game. Like uh, the game itself is a lot of fun. I just think uh, the people who ported it. Maybe had to rush it. I I don't know, but it crashed yeah. about eighteen to twenty times playing for ob- those eighty Obsidian? hours. Obsidian, is that the one? It's Obsidian that made it, but it was a company named Versus Evil that ported Ooh. it. Who are they? And I have no idea. <laughs> I can't say I've ever heard of them. Yeah, I know they 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 ported over the Pillars of Eternity one game to consoles, and that also had problems. So uh. I don't know. But, uh, like, if you were playing it on PC, yeah, this is a fun game. I mean, it just like the first one, it kind of you know, <clears throat> kicks the still-rotting corpse of Baldur's Gate off to the side. Goes, no, 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 this is how you do a CRPG real-time with pause. So, uh, yeah, uh, I can highly recommend the game. It's a lot of fun. Pretty interesting story. Mm. The combat is still fun and all that nonsense. Maybe not play it on a console. It's kind of rough on a console. It did so that it, thing that screams yeah. uh, bad port of like, oh, sometimes you just lose the cursor. Okay, that's fun. Or, oh, you know, it, things just like, um, think of, uh, well, you've been playing Divinity, right? Yep, yep. Uh, so think of Divinity, you know, like when you summon in summons? Okay, yep. Uh, in Divinity, it's fairly smooth. It's like, poof, there's the graphics and there's your monster. Like the spider, right. love the spider. Uh, in in pillars, it it's like okay, spell finished, and then it hangs for a second, and then poof, there it is. Ooh. I mean, we're talking hangs upwards of three to five seconds sometimes. 
So it's like the equivalent of where you'd get the um, the X Men versus Street Fighter port on the PlayStation, where you'd have to yeah. play as the same characters if you wanted to have a, a tag team, because otherwise it was too much for the system, and they couldn't hold more than like two sprites in in memory at a yeah, time. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it, yeah, it has that weird hang up, and uh, I, I clocked it, and I haven't seen loading times this bad since probably PS One, maybe TurboGrafx CD. I think um, in the chat you said two minutes to me at one point, and I thought, oh yeah. my word, that's not real, is it? Yeah, we're talking two minutes on a PS4 Pro to load in, like, Oof. going into a house. It's like, whoa. Yeah, so it wasn't exactly the most fun experience. Uh, probably those 80 hours could be shaved down to, like, 60 if it was good load times. Like, there was that much time spent in load, because every time you open a menu, <laughs> it's got to do a little Same. bit of a... Are you literally saying 25% of your entire playthrough time is possibly loading screens? It might be a little hyperbolic, but I don't <laughs> think it would be too far off. Oh, my god. Because, word. okay, so let, let's get this, right? So you, you're you on your ship. You control a ship. You get crew. It's got naval battles. Fun stuff. Uh, you decide, I'm going to go refill on stuff and make a town run, check weapons. So you dock into the harbor. There's a one and a half to two minute load screen to get into the town. Okay. Right, right. Well, the, the, the weapon shop is another screen in. So you run all the way to the end of the map, zone into the next area. There's another two minutes to load that area. And then you have to go into the shop. And there's another minute, minute and a half load screen to get into the shop. You buy your weapons, you leave. Well, there's a minute, minute and a half to get to the... Uh, outside of the shop and then you run all the way back to that screen it's those kind of load times I mean it, it feels like a PS1 load time right so for, from what I'm reading here this must be one of the most amazing games in the world to have you sit through so much testing crap it's <laughs> see, like, like <laughs> uh, my, my patience was tested once in a while, but um, in terms of hierarchy, right, like Divinity and Divinity 2 especially is top dog. That is the best CRPGs I've ever played, hands down. Right mm. below that is Pillars of Eternity. Like, they are really good games, but don't play them on console if you can help it. Yeah, which is which is fortunately one of the things I learned, wasn't it? Because I, um, I, I got Game Pass and I did try... Pillars of Eternity on the PC, and it looked really good. The only thing is, um, so I started off, I had a little dabble around the camp and stuff, went off to go and see where some people might have been killed by some, was it possibly orcs, something like that? And yeah. then, uh, yeah, returned to the camp, and I don't think I got to the first load screen, so I didn't get to verify, but, but it was installed on an SSD, so I wouldn't have expected more than, say, six or seven seconds. A lot of people are saying that on console, too. If you have an SSD, it, it goes by a lot quicker. I just have a normal 2-terabyte hard drive. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, a, that's totally understandable. And I think on the PlayStation, I think you need at least a 500-gig SSD for it to even work on the system. Because I don't think you can have lower than a 500-gig five, SSD install. Well, any hard drive installed, if I remember right. Yeah, well, which correct me if I'm wrong, but like I remember at the time of launch of PS4, like SSDs were even 500 gig ones were pretty pricey. That's not too bad now, right? Um, 
Yes, yeah, it's, it's not bad at all. I mean, I mean, at, at the time, let me think. Let me think. I in twenty fifteen, I got an SSD. I think it was only two hundred and forty gigs, something like that, just uh-huh. to just to put on Windows ten and stuff. Um, and I think that cost me something like sixty to seventy pounds. That's uh, not to, terrible. Today, that same hard drive would probably cost me about twenty, twenty-five, thirty, something like that. Okay, yeah, it's not too bad. Um, you could probably get about a terabyte SSD for maybe ninety, ninety-five quid, something like that. I think. But then again, that's you not can terrible get... considering what I paid for my two terabyte regular hard drive. Yeah. Uh, I, I was looking at a four four terabyte regular one the other day for um, is it about fifty five, something like that? Oh wow, that's not bad at all. That's a lot of storage. Mm-mm. No, I'm, I'm, um, I am seriously tempted. Speaking on the fascinating subject of storage, I want to get back to you playing Divinity though. So remind me if I forget. Um, I was I was doing my monthly clean of the game systems, and what well, it. Uh, once a month, I go through and I clean all my game systems. So it's 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 seventeen game systems. So it's pretty much a day of me just watching YouTube or Netflix or something and cleaning out game systems. So how how in depth is this? Just just to put it in perspective. Um, uh, if it's easy to open, I'll open it like the PS Pros. I'll open, you know, just because the lid pops off and you can see how dusty. I'll clean the fan blades, and then just clean the vents. Uh, something like the Switch, it's basically just a wipe down. Like, I'll, I'll do a quick wipe down of alcohol, the contacts, stuff like that. Nothing major. Uh, my older stuff, like my Sega Genesis or the Atari or, you know, that stuff, um, I'll only pop open if if I feel like it. Right, right. But since I keep most of my stuff in, in containers, they don't get too awful dusty, so I don't feel the need to... Um, I still have mm. Fruit Loops inside my N64, though. Um... <laughs> You know the little grills on the on the front of the N sixty four, like oh, right yeah, above the expansion yeah, pack. Oh, My yeah, yeah. daughter thought it was a bank when she was oh, younger, man. and uh, so I have Fruit Loops and two pennies in there, and I've decided to keep them in there because <laughs> good job. you never know. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I, I was just about. I was just thinking then. I mean, we're going to have, have had completely different Super Nintendos, but oh the yeah, base. The base SNES for you guys is a, is it a slightly grey, is it like a sort of darker grey or, I know it's got a big purple button on it or something like that, but. Um, now most Super Nintendos are Smoker's Teeth Yellow. Ah, but, um, that's the same, uh, yeah. same as what happened to the, the, well, the PAL versions, but I, I, I was, I yeah. was wondering whether that happened to the American ones as well. Oh yeah, mine, mine. Looks like it was made to come with a special edition gold Zelda cartridge. I mean, it is just, like, <laughs> perfect gold color. Um, I, I've been toying with the idea of buying the stuff I need to, like, you know, get that yellow off. I, I don't know if I will or not. It's not like I play it on that very much. Mm. Um, uh, oh, oh, but the point was, okay, with storage, anyway, um, the only system I've ever had external storage used on was the Wii U. Do you ever monkey with external storage, like with the PS4 or the Xbox One and stuff like that? To be honest, this is going to sound very vain, but I think I think it's ugly. I don't like the idea like of having yeah. an Xbox with a, a hard drive just attached to it all the time. Besides, I don't know if console manufacturers realize it, but you can't just turn off a hard drive on a 
you know, for a split second like you would a console in most cases because it you mess it up. <laughs> it just does, it doesn't logically seem to work to me the idea of just having an external drive. I mean, I I have changed internal drives before and things like that. You know, on PS3 yeah. and you know, at, at the I only the did it on the three before for, this gen. Like I didn't bother on my uh, 360. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I bought the core 360, so I had to. I had to get the oh, okay, the 60 yeah. gig. Uh, funny little slot thing with a connector on it to, to check in and stuff like that. But no, I've I've dabbled with messing about with stuff. You know, like if you buy external hard drives in some cases, like portable ones, you can just if if it's cheaper than an internal drive, just take the take the case off it and put it yeah. into. You know, I've done things like that before, and then put an older, hot, a different hard drive into the case again and reused it, stuff like that. Um, now, since you have, I, I have like zero experience with SSDs because uh, I'm cheap. But uh, yeah. so I wonder if you would have that problem of constantly having to boot up a hard drive if you're using SSDs as external storage. Um, Even no, though you would I'd, think it'd be well, better to install it. <laughs> Well, technically, the the benefit of them is no moving parts. So it means if you turned it off, you're not going to leave a you know a disc checker sort of like a disc which can you know you know there are no physical pieces. There's no physical piece which could go wrong as a result of a, a loss of power or anything like that. So it's I mean, still I'd probably say maybe mid right of something you could get like some sort of data redundancy thing from. You know, say, it, say it's a bigger file which doesn't fully complete by the time you turn it off, but I'm sure it just, you know, I'm sure most consoles are built to just wipe that file now anyway. But so, well, not you know. to mention, we've all been Pavlovian trained to, when you see this blinking icon, don't turn <laughs> off your system. <laughs> I wonder if that'll be a part of the next gen, to be honest. I imagine read-write times are going to be through the roof. Yeah. Um... Well, Speaking of, I know, I know. Um, well, yeah, I think it's been stated by Sony that they're gonna ship with a, what is it, one terabyte SSD. I'm here. Well, let's go back to all those rumors. I'm I'm hearing all sorts of weird things, like it could be some sort of hybrid system where they actually have just a quite a smallish SSD built inside it, but then a main, bigger hard drive which which it pulls stuff off to stick on the SSD in cases. And if you think of it, I mean, not many games are bigger than, say, 80-odd gigs or something like that. So maybe if you did just have a smallish SSD and pull things on and off that. But then other things are saying about using it as extra RAM, like, you know, like virtual RAM in a way. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you probably it probably would be better if they have the bigger SSDs. But saying that, a, a terabyte SSD, that's, that's going to be quite expensive combined with all the other stuff that they're saying is going to be in here. Yeah, that, that, that's why I, why I'm curious. I mean, most I think other than Nintendo, is it most manufacturers sell their stuff at a loss? So I'm wondering how big the loss is going to be because Sony took a huge hit during the PS3 period when they mm. you know cut those prices in half, and Microsoft took a bath on the first Xbox. Not so, to be a conspiracy theorist, but do you do you really believe all of this? Uh, like taking the loss on selling systems and things all the time. I've, Other... I've always wondered whether it's a bit of a grey area of, of you're led to believe this because so many fucking people say stuff and then it becomes like the real story. When the reality is they 
they might not have spent as much on it. I don't, I don't know. But then again, there is research. I mean, I've always heard about the whole network thing and IBM versus Sony and things over, over like the cell. Cell the processor. only thing that made me, yeah, that cell, that cell, they still have not tapped how to use the cell processor. <laughs> um, the only thing that made me like honestly believe it was when the Xbox One came out uh, when it launched. Uh, there was, I think it was PC Gamer. Uh, I may be wrong on this, so don't quote me on this right, on the place. Right. But um, they, a lot of people were saying, you know, oh, you're basically, geez, you could build a better PC for those parts. You know, for that money, you know, oh, it's going to be four hundred dollars. You can build a better PC than that, four hundred. Yeah. And PC Gamer went out and tried, and no, you can't. Like all those component parts added up equaled more than the retail price. Mm-hmm. So that that was really the only thing that made me go, oh, maybe they do sell them. I mean, I know like Microsoft took a huge bath on the first Xbox, the big old Xbox. They took yeah, a yeah. big bath on that because they were just trying to buy their way in, and that makes sense. And I know Sony. Sony on PS3, yeah. Well, we were there. We saw that was a rough road to have to walk. Well, you know, you know, you've made me rethink it. Maybe, maybe you are right on that. And the, and the thing is, I, you, do you know, who I really feel sad for half the time. It's got to be the, um, the people who play on the PC. <laughs> because the, the truth <laughs> is, mark my words. This at the end of this year. These these new systems are going to come out, and from what I've heard, they're both going to have pretty much like a an RX fifty seven hundred, which is a pretty ace graphics card. And you're like thinking, well, that's that's okay. An RX fifty seven hundred it'll cost me about two hundred eighty odd quid at the moment. Somehow they're going to fit these into the new systems, and it's going to work. But the truth is, in about three or four years, PC games are going to be like. Minimum spec RX 5700. And, you know, you'll be wanting to upgrade because it's just an out-of-date card. But they're not going to keep supporting the PC version of this graphics card yet. PS5, Xbox Series X and stuff, in like six, seven years' time, they're still going to be like getting every little bit of juice out of those same super expensive graphics cards. It's it's quite... I mean, well, that, that's like one of the things, and this is not to bag on PC people because, well, PC people, they're, they're people too. Uh, but uh, so th- that was one of my biggest things for console versus PC because I had a very expensive PC and mm. I loved playing games on it. It was great, you know. I uh, still couldn't play Crisis, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing that makes me like consoles more is, well, there's that ease of use thing. If I stick this disc in, it's going to work. It's, it's just going to Maybe not so much in the future with Pillars of Eternity 2 there to prove me wrong, mm. but um, the, every game that releases on these consoles is going to be specifically tuned to take advantage of everything this console has. Whereas yeah. with PC, there's such a wide breadth of every kind of hardware that you can't specifically tune to take all the juice out of, say, this graphics card. Or this sound driver, or, or you know that kind of stuff. Everything has to be uh, broad appeal. Mm, mm. And while while things do look worse on console, I mean that gap is closing little by little with every generation. Uh, I think the trade offs for me are worth it. Like, um, well, plus there's that's where most of the companies I like are. I've got a bit I mean, of an odd love... one though. This, this is this huh. is a question which would work definitely for you because I do not touch my old PS4 now. Um, but you still use your PS4 as well as your PS4 Pro in your house, don't you? 
Yes, sir. Yeah. And it, would you say? Do you feel a huge oh, difference, like oh, yes. like 3ds versus new 3ds, sort of? Well, I mean, oh, probably um, more drastic than that, to be honest. But um, the reason why we use a, a base PS4, it's actually sitting right next to my PS Pro, is that's what my wife uses. Mm. And you know, there's my TV, then my PS4, and then her TV and her PS4 right next to it, so we can play games together. And. Uh, so when, like, for example, if we play Civ Six, or if we played, uh, I think it was the Adventures of Van Helsing, we played together. I'm mm. my UI moves faster, just just the base UI, everything loads a little bit snappier. And then once you get in game, I am even though we're on the exact same network, I am consistently loading in probably twenty seconds before her. Wow. So I mean, I mean, I, I can see the actual difference. I mean, no, it's not huge. I mean, twenty seconds, whatevs. But, um, yeah, I can see a, a difference. And just to compound that, like, since I go back and I play a lot of older games, I have no idea how we sat and used the 360 or the PS3 now. Those things are so slow. It's Ooh. ridiculous. You know, some, like, sometimes my, my son goes for a, for a bath and stuff in the evening, and uh, it gives me a second to run into the back bedroom and maybe boot up the PS3 and try something. And I'll have to admit, about 50% of the time that I get of the, say, eight or nine minutes is just spent getting it to boot up. Getting it up and running. <laughs> past the screens, wait for it to become responsive to moving through the menus and stuff like that. And then, oh, yeah, it's, it's hard work, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. And it's, it's, it's a great reminder of, yeah, uh, when they were new, these were fancy and fast and responsive and, like... I remember scrolling through the 360. You know, you press the bumper button and it just, boop, the next group from, like, games to movies to settings and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Do that now, it's like, oh, come on. Come on. Let's go. Enough with your Doritos ad. I might have even broken shoulder buttons from thinking it's not responding and having to press it, like, you know, like, overcompensate with buttons and things. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like, like, um, uh, uh, since... When the PlayStation 3 transitioned into 4, I took, uh, I bought a new hard drive for my PS3. I went, okay, I want to make sure I have all the digital games that I wanted on the PS3. Because I was scared they were going to do the Nintendo thing, right? And be like, well, okay, we're closing down PS3 servers. I don't think that's how it works now. But yeah, yeah. that's what I was scared of. And uh, I went through and I, I downloaded everything I ever had digitally. And then I bought a couple things. I was like, ah, I want to make sure I have this. And I think I have 89 digital PS3 games. Right, Ooh. some of which are PlayStation Plus <laughs> throw-offs, but uh, a lot of them I bought. And you you hit the folder for PlayStation Three, and it takes a good maybe half a minute to a minute to see the list. Remember how it used to like expand on both ends, oh, like from the it, middle outwards. And each each thumbnail would slowly drop in and things like that. <laughs> yup, yup. <laughs> and you just I'm sort like, of look, like, I, oh, I can't believe it. It's just. If it was going to play some music with it as well, you'd think, do I have to wait an extra second for it to start choosing what the song oh, for the yeah. game's going to be? In t- it's, here and, it's like, look, I just want to play some Blood Rain Betrayal. Please, can I just hit that? Um, yeah, yeah, like, I, um, I'm curious to how bad it's going to be when we go back to this channel, like the Xbox and the PS4, and it's like, man, this was so slow. I was thinking that the other day, because strangely enough, I, I mean, you've heard my weird endeavor to pick up the, uh, the Division 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which, yeah, which involved did. knowing that I had ninety Ubisoft points and, and 
basically getting Splinter Cell Blacklist to complete a level to be able to get a 20% discount so that my Division 2 would cost £2 instead of £2.50 because that's... that's <laughs> well crazy. worth it. Well worth it. <laughs> and, um, the, the weird thing was loading up loading up Splinter Cell Blacklist. This is a 2013 game. If I remember right, it was a, a 360 exclusive at the time. And then what did it become a Wii U thing later, or was that Conviction? I can't remember now. I think that was Conviction. Hold on. Well, uh, I can't quite read it from here, but I think it's Conviction. But All I can see is Sam Fisher and Tom Clancy's, and then it's cut off by other games, so I, I don't know. It's Tom well, Clancy's something. All I can tell you is that as a PC version of that, it's um, it looks really good, to be honest. It's just that... You, there's small tells, you know, like um, more boxy corners to things, and like even yeah. if the main characters look cool, you look at the backgrounds and you think this is this would be ace if this was a Lego game with real people. In it. <laughs> but you know, I am. I remember the lighting's uh, when, good. Lighting in Splinter Cell is always mwah, it's always great. Mm. I um when I bought the one on the Wii U, I think let's just say it's Conviction because I'm pretty sure. Uh, hold on a minute. Be right back. Oh. So as it turns out, listener, Michael was completely wrong, and I was completely right when I said it was con- uh, black black blacklist. Wow. Yeah, it's blacklist on the Wii U. Okay, so when I bought blacklist on the Wii U, I I uh, I'm not a big stealth guy, but I I do like Splinter Cell quite a bit. Mm. Um, so I was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna play me some Splinter Cell, the first <laughs> one. And so I uh, I got my forklift and then I brought out the old Xbox. Uh, strapped the Duke to my daughters for stabilization, and then I played the first Splinter Cell on my Xbox. And it was like, oh, you know what? This still doesn't look too bad. Like, it still looks pretty good. Mm. And then I got a little tired of it, and I was like, oh, hey, it's in my Steam folder. I'll just play it on PC. And uh, even even that old of a game, Splinter Cell looked pretty good on PC. Way better than it did on the Xbox. Probably way better than uh, Metal Gear Solid. Uh, oh, way, way, be- way better. Um, yeah, like what was, it? what would be contemporary? Probably what uh, Metal Gear Two, probably right. Like that was Splinter Cell was before three, right? Uh, I think it it might have even been. Was it before two? Was it? Ooh, I don't know. I thought it was uh, before three, because I thought three had the. Um, remember when three Metal Gear Three only had those. Uh, Fixed camera angles? Yeah, yeah. And I think it was the... Because people were comparing... Well, look at what Splinter Cell does, and now look at Metal Gear Solid. There was and, quite and a quick sure. succession of Splinter Cell games, though, if I remember right. There's like... What was that? Chaos Theory and... Pandora Tomorrow. Yeah, and <laughs> Splinter Cell. Tom, Tom Clancy is its subtitle, that one, I think. Splinter Cell Tom Clancy <laughs> and then Tom Clancy Splinter Cell was the next year I believe but but yeah, um, just, yeah just, was... just to say I, I think I, I think I've done a I've done a bad one to Splinter Cell I've always thought of it as a a rubbish version of Metal Gear or something and, and you know playing it recently I was like woof this is this is pretty it's pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah I was, I was really I, surprised I like, 
in terms of stealth, like uh, if we're not if we're taking out Metal Gear Solid Five, because that's not really stealth uh, the same way the old ones were. Mm. Uh, I would always choose to play a, a Splinter Cell over Metal Gear. Um, nobody on roller skates or that can tr- control bees though in Splinter Cell. Um, nobody mm. breathe through their skin either, which is really sad because I'd love to see Sam Fisher breathe through his skin. Mm. Uh, mm. Hence, needing to wear a skimpy outfit that'd be great. But yeah, I'd, uh, in terms of stuff, if I was like, okay, I feel sneaky, I would always choose Splinter Cell. Um, or Tenchu, back when that was the thing. Yeah, yeah Tenchu's, not, Tenchu's not bad. But to, to roll it all back, I think the, the point I was getting at was 2013 was technically the same year that we would have been getting the PS4 introduced. I thought Splinter Cell Blacklist looked like it was verging on being a current-gen title. Um, really that good huh well the PC version especially in this case and apart from a bit of boxiness which seemed a bit out of the ordinary I was thinking I, you know what actually I'm, I'm not even well if you said it was on Wii U it should be possible to play it on the Switch but I'm thinking I'm not even 100% sure it'd work right on the Switch to be honest uh, but, I remember was it a bad port like on Wii U no it wasn't a bad port in terms of gameplay but I remember Visuals, because me and Grim played it together, and I remember both of us going, "Hey, look at this light. <laughs> that's not. That's not great." You know, oh, I God. remember us pointing stuff out to each other. Yeah. Uh, that was in I'd... those heady days where I bought a Wii U and said, "Now, nah, you know what? I, I think this might be my main console this gen." <laughs> um, yeah, that thought went down in a pile of flames. <laughs> Good. But yeah, seventy-five hertz at ten eighty p looks lovely. Looks absolutely lovely. I'm sure it's probably an, a 30 FPS game on the uh, on all the consoles. I don't know, but that brings us on to Division Two, which is a more recent game, and that's that's you know quite indicative of this generation, I guess. And, you know, in terms of what it puts on the screen, um, I thought that looked pretty good. But did it look a huge, drastic difference over Splinter Cell? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really think we're not going to see a huge jump on for the next generation, especially with like the games that well, they've just been showing for the next generation. I mean, none of them are sort of like we're in that no man's land where it's like these are games which are going to come on the next generation. And you're thinking like, don't really the, these are going to be bargain bin games. They're going to be a fiver like next next summer. You'll be able neck. to pick up three of these. Yeah, buy three of these, get a, get a free um magazine subscription to Gardener's World. I don't know, something like that, but that, that'll probably happen. <laughs> now, see, I disagree with you a little bit, right? Because, um, well, the big ones that we all know are coming, like your Last of Us 2, and I'm mainly talking PS5 because Xbox is going to have mostly multi-platform stuff. But, yeah. uh, so your Last of Us 2, you know, your Cyberpunk, which will be multi-platform, I'm pretty sure those are all going to be Oh, they're PS4 and PS5. And I've... As good as some of them look, like as good as Cyberpunk looks, or as good as like Ghost of Tsushima looks, mm. from what they've shown, I'm wondering if they're showing the PS5 version. Um, because they do look a little ahead of what we have now. They could be. They could be. Um, at the same point, I mean... There's, there's no rule to say that Sony can't just in- introduce like patches to existing games and sort of like, you know, I'd, I don't know, but 
if they're using a lot of the same sort of stuff as the existing games, they should be able to pretty much package them in the same way. I'm not an, a developer, so I'm, I wouldn't know, but maybe oh, oh. If, if they can all be patched up, then we well, could. Well, Mike, our whole friendship was based on you being a game developer. <laughs> um, oh, oh it's, it's all lies. I apologize. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and I mean, the, the, the one thing I bristle at, and I, I don't bristle at much anymore because eh, whatever it's not a huge problem it's just video games whatever um is people saying the jump from ps4 to ps5 is not going to be that spectacular or xbox one to xbox oh no one no no, no, X, no don't, X edition. don't get me wrong I, I i'm only talking about the the initial wave of stuff i'm not i mean oh on, yeah go. yeah because i mean when was the last time you played a launch ps4 game or a launch xbox one game they look rough now. Uh, I still play. I still play Titanfall on occasion. <laughs> Do and, you? And I absolutely loved the uh, 360 version of Titanfall as well. Weirdly enough, but um, that is I, weird. I do also very, very occasionally try and boot up Battlefield 4, which was which was an ace start. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe Killzone Shadow Falls. Shadow Fall? a little bit. Y- um, well, yeah, like like uh, the other day, my daughter was talking about Until Dawn. Cause she really liked Until Dawn, and mm. uh, she wants to play that Man of Medan. And uh, I was like, wow, you know, it's been a long time since that book. Whoa, Until Dawn is not as good as it looked in my memory. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, uh, things are starting to look a little bit robotic. Uh, those faces are a little bit off. And it's like, oh, this is cool, you know, because in your brain, you're like, oh, PS4 games always look the way they look now. And no, no, they they looked a little rough. I'm more excited for like under the hood stuff. Um, for me, the biggest thing has always been, all right, show me a new Dynasty Warriors game. And I know, I know, I know, but it's like every generational jump for me. One of the things that impressed me the most is, whoa, there's now 300 people on screen, and uh, yeah. there's 400 people on. You know, I, I'm very curious to see what they do with that kind of under the hood stuff. And that's going to be your sort of Tokyo Game Show moment because the truth is, we know, <clears throat> we know these new systems aren't really worth anything until you see a, let's say, like a, a Capcom game on there. So. Oh, yeah, yes, of course. The <laughs> yeah. Capcom comes down from the heaven and graces us with a new game. Like, I'm kind of yeah. surprised. I'm kind of surprised they're going ahead with Resident Evil 3 now instead of mm. waiting towards the end of the year and be like, look, new system, Resident Evil 3. Here you go. That's kind of well, surprising. I hate to use this word, and I know people don't really find it very um, genuine, but I think it's just because they're generous. <laughs> oh, oh man! Look what you did! Look what you did! Um, they Capcom sort of has been lately, hmm. and and they've been on they've been on a great streak. Um, I mean, they re-released Onomusha, and uh, again, somebody from Capcom said, "Dave, what would you like from us?" And I said, "Onomusha," and they said, "Sure, buddy, here you go." So, I mean, hmm. I have no. When you look at people like Blizzard and Bethesda and Iron or Bioware, wow, they're all bees. Um, they're really making a giant muck up of everything. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the the little Japanese, well, not little, but you got the Japanese companies like Capcom and uh, Tecmo Koei and um, what's another big one? Not Konami anymore. Atlas. Um, 
Oh yeah, Atlas. You know, you got you got a bunch of Japanese studios that are kind of just quietly plugging away. Not so much Tecmo Koei because, well, they're the devil now. But you got Namco. Um, yeah, Namco. Namco Bandai. You got a bunch of these. I mean, even Nintendo kind of falls into that. They're just kind of plugging away, doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really appreciate that. I mean, and that that's why. Uh, coming up, I'm probably going to still end up going Sony, just because a lot of the franchises I love are at home on the PlayStation. And the and truth, is, the up. truth is, Microsoft's big gambles, which have ever worked on me, have been the cases of saying, uh, you know, here's Tales of Vesperia on the 360. We now have a kind of deal with JRPG makers, which didn't They're last always very trying. long, but... You know, we we've got Capcom on board with Dead Rising. That's that's it. Signed it. Oh. I got I got the system, and then I found out that it was a quite a short lived sort of deal. <laughs> you know? uh, well, I mean, I mean, to be fair, to give Microsoft their due, and, and this is something that goes on and on in circles in our chat room mm. uh, between us four. Um, to give Microsoft their due, they are always trying to crack that Japan market. They are trying so hard to do that, and it never works. Like, uh, I remember, you know, what the big thing was, what was it, Blue Dragon? Remember Blue oh, Dragon? What, what about when they got Sega on board and did, like, Crazy Taxi Free, Toe Jam and Earl, yeah. <laughs> uh, Panzer Dragoon, Auto, all sorts of stuff. And then, then it was what? Jet Set uh, Radio Odyssey? Future? Hey. <laughs> Yep, there's so many times they try, they really try, and it just never works. And I think, like, this gen was the gen where they said, all right, enough of that nonsense. Because, um, unless I'm mistaken, I don't remember a big, like, uh, Japanese game coming out on Xbox alone. Not really, although the um, Fantasy Star Online 2, I think, is technically an Xbox only thing. But that's that's what's put oh, me off this okay. generation. I, you know, I was I was hoping for another sort of like blue dragon period, but it didn't really peter out. We got like you know, um, dark dreams don't die. Is it? Oh yeah, the D three. I, I might I, I might have made that into four by accident. <laughs> I'm not sure. But Wait, is it dark <laughs> dreams don't die or d- it might, dark dreams it d- might die might twice? Say dark, dark dreams do die. No, or just dark dream, dreams die. D three. We'll go for D three. I'm not 100% okay, sure. Okay, now, but... uh, just to be sure, that's Suda51, right? Not Sweary. No, wait, it's Sweary, not Suda. That's Sweary, yeah. Okay, sweary, yeah, Deadly Premonition guy, not Killer7 yep. guy. Michigan, Michigan 911. <laughs> How do you... Okay, okay, listen, I'm sorry, this may be a little weird. How do you know about Michigan? Because I, I had a pirated PS2 and I wanted to try everything, and even if it includes weird... On rails, camera games, zooming around on a truck. That is, I I need to try that. My mind (laughs) that you know, because half the people in the country it released in don't even know what Michigan is. I don't know if it got released in the UK. To be honest, I just saw it and I thought I need to try that. I'm never going to see that on the shelves. I need, I need to give it a go. Um, so, the release in the U.S. wasn't much better. It was some guy standing on a street corner <laughs> selling games. Uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm very surprised. You know what Michigan is? That that's great. Oh, man. No, no, that, not was, the game. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. But no, no. I that was that was during that weird period of like Siren and Michigan and uh, 
What's another weird PS2 uh, ru- uh, rule of... No. Rule, rule of, of Rose? Rose? Yeah, that was a very weird period for horror games. That was a cool period. Yeah, then you got... What's... Uh, oh, God, I can't remember the name. Not the Haunting. You know what I mean, the Capcom one. Oh, Haunting Grounds. Haunting Grounds, yeah. you've got things Yeah, with like the that. dog, right? I think so, yeah. I didn't play it yeah, much, the, but I played it a little bit, and I thought, it looks like you know, a the, polished thing, but I'm not sure it's for me. I don't know. It, it sort of reminded me of, oh... Capcom didn't want to do Clock Tower, so instead it just made a game like Clock Tower <laughs> and called it Haunting Ground. Um, mm. Another one I always wanted to try from that era was, uh, remember Lifeline? No. Okay, it was the one where you were a girl in a space station, and you, there were aliens and all that fun junk, and you had to yell at her into the microphone to get her to do stuff. Oh, who's that from? Oh, it's, I want to say it was Konami. I think yeah. it was called Lifeline? Yeah. All right, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is called The Bit Effect Googles for you. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to open Google. We're going to see, oh, there's some Baldur's Gate 3 news up here for you, if you were interested in that. Instead, I'm going to Google Lifeline Game. Um, and while we're on that, Baldur's Gate 3 is from Lar- Larian Studios. Yeah, yeah. So Larian yeah, Studios really... is pretty much the bulk of my chat for today. But, Crack you know on. what? Go on, why not? Why not? While you're while you're doing the little Google, Divinity Original Sin. <laughs> it is a game that if you ever hear anyone say to you, you know what, try this, you might like it, you should take that note and sort of like run with it. Go with it. Don't don't delay for two years saying, Yeah, Luke, yeah, Dave, you're all idiots. I'm not gonna <laughs> play this weird Dungeons and Dragons rubbish. The only Dungeons and Dragons that's going to get to me is the, you know, the, the Chronicles of Mysteria or whatever it was called again. And, and you know this, oh, XCOM. Oh, oh, XCOM. Oh, oh. Put XCOM in there. Turn it up. <laughs> add it to all that rubbish fantasy shite which you really don't care about. And hey. then just. And then just absorb it and say, you know what, Skyrim might not have been for me, but I can I can gel with this kind of fantasy. This is perfect. Being able to choose your options in conversations, being able to see small little pointless things turn into things that you'll remember forever. Divinity. And, 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 the, and the beautiful thing is I'm playing Divinity 1 at the moment. I'm about 30-odd hours into it. But I think Divinity 2, from all accounts, sounds like the better deal and... Um, I'm, I'm shocked. Divinity I'm 1 shocked. is roughly 50% as good as Divinity 2. That's ridiculous. And that that is not, not hyperbole, dude. That game is amazing. Okay, now now we have some breaking news here from mm-hmm. the um, uh, Sony Computer Entertainment. Oh, really? No, it's not. Okay. Um, no, no, nothing special, nothing important. Please, <laughs> don't, don't think that. So, the game was named Lifeline. Uh, it was developed by Sony, but published by Capcom, or, sorry, Konami in North America. And yes, Ooh. it was a horror game where you yelled into a USB headset to get the lady on screen to do things. And oh, from all word. accounts, it's terrible. But I always wanted to try it. Kind of like I always wanted to try Hey You Pikachu. Because I have no yeah. life. I've still um, never played Seaman. <laughs> I played Seaman. And I'm very, very carefully pronouncing the name Seaman. So did so I. So that I don't... 
<laughs> um, that game to me held absolutely no interest. It looked like, oh, it's a Tamagotchi with a person's head. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, I diddled around with Seaman for a little bit, but I never really spent any time with it. I mean, because Dreamcast era is kind it's of sticky. a blur to me anyway. Mm. And it's not good to say I diddled around with Seaman. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you got to choose so. your words wisely, Dave. You fall into the traps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. those Dreamcast days, like, I remember playing the little Skies of Arcadia thingy on my VMU. I remember playing Cannon Spike, which is a fun Capcom game if you've never played it, Mike. It's, um, you, you can play as Cammy in that as well, can't you? You can play as Cammy or Arthur or Mega Man. Ah, oh, it's great. Oh. It's great. Um... And I don't... I remember playing... Um, I played Rival Schools, I think, on Dreamcast. Oh. That was that was during, while I was renting a lot. Like, I didn't have a lot of money to buy games. So mm. that was my rental period where I just rented a bunch of stuff. But yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the worst driven conversation ever, but this yeah, is what I'm, we talk I'm str- like. I'm struggling know. knowing where we, where we were coming from now. I've, I've got lost a little we bit. We went from... We went from <laughs> PS5, Xbox One X stuff to yeah. uh, Divinity. No, 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 to horror games because of Michigan. Then mm-hmm. to Divinity while we waited for the stuff. And then we started playing with Seaman. Okay. Okay. So, um, well, speaking well, of Dreamcast stuff. Yep. All right. Do you actually, do you like have any gaming memories of that? Because most of mine have been eaten up by the PS2. The Dreamcast? Yeah. Oh, of course I do. I bought one the bloody day it came out I nine nine ninety nine. yeah I was there I, I was at a, a shop called Beatty's it's an electronic store in the UK which has closed down since I've, I've still got the sticker on the box saying £199.99 <laughs> I, I went in there I, I picked it up the very first day just after going to a, as a, a school at the time secondary school I was working at McDonald's making as much money as I could and I uh, and I went in there with two hundred quid in my pocket, and I basically oh no, I must have gone with more because I picked up a copy of Power Stone as well. I was going to say, did you not buy a game? And I, and I don't think the VMU was included in the box, if I, if I remember right. So I think I bought no, that too. it wasn't when I bought it. No, no. So yeah, yeah, I picked those all up, zoomed straight home, and, and started on it. And then over the next couple of weeks, I started building my arsenal, just trying to avoid that. Toy Commander, which I saw everywhere but didn't want. <laughs> I, I don't mind Toy Commander too much. It's it's all right. It's a fun little mm. thing. Um, well, no, now, I, okay, because the Dreamcast period, it was basically just it was just like every single weekend I'd sit there playing it for like a good 10, 12 hours straight. It was those, you know when you say about people who, who have an addiction to games because they play for four hours a day. It was like that. you laugh at them. <laughs> I know, I know, rookie numbers, but but the truth is, I was doing that twelve hours for twelve hours plus, maybe even sixteen hours to put put it honestly. And I think I was doing that for like Saturday and Sunday, not to mention Friday night, which was like your big good lead into us. Oh actually. yeah. <laughs> and, um, now 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 wait. Oh. Okay, so so this is what I have, and my memory is really hazy. But yeah. Like, what out of the launch window could you have spent that much time with? Like, maybe Blue Stinger? 
Maybe. No, I didn't get Blue Stinger. I've, I looked at oh, it. Oh, wow. It, it did look ace, but I, I I avoided it. There's something funny about it. Something put me off about it. But I, um, no, I jumped straight in with Power Stone. I got Sonic Adventure, I think, maybe. Oh, okay. So that's later. a good chunk of time right there with Sonic Adventure, at least. Sonic Adventure was rubbish, but I sort of still played it. It is awful. It is awful. <laughs> I, I made the most of it, but I, I, I'm not sure what I was thinking. And then I just... I picked up everything, and then the thing is, by the time that the big the big P came around, which was a guy who sold multiple Dreamcast games for about ten pounds, <laughs> so I had I had I had a copy of Dead or Alive two. It was Dead or Alive two, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was two because Hardcore came out on PS two, and that was a re release. If oh I yeah, right. he, yeah, he threw everything my way. I had Marvel vs. Capcom two. Oh. That was the one any, I always wanted and never got to play on Dreamcast. Oh, and no, and any single game which came to the Dreamcast, I, I probably would have played with the exception of Toy Commander and Blue Stinger. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 see, you differ quite a bit from I, who uh, got his Dreamcast, and I can't tell you exactly when I got it, but it was still while the games were being released for it. Hmm. Um, held the controller in my hands and went. Ew. Now that's that's an odd one. That's an odd one because I I completely understand where you're coming from. And when I go back to the Dreamcast pad, I think, oh my god, what? It's just like weird, <laughs> funny, Clint. I don't even know what you'd say about the buttons, but they're terrible. That, Especially that, like that start the, button. What's that about? It's it's like there is the button top, then a layer of oatmeal, and yeah. then the pad that registers a hit. It, like and that D pad. I couldn't imagine trying to play like Marvel vs. Capcom with that D-pad. But I would the, be driven insane. The variety of games you'd have ones which use like the triggers more and stuff. Like I'd be playing Sega, you know, like because even though I love all my all my core experience stuff, I don't mind a dabble in like Sega Rally, Sega Rally Two. I don't mind a dabble in like um, Ready to Rumble boxing or like UFC and things like that. They're uh-huh. all they're, and they're they're all wow, ready to rumble boxing. Whew. They even had things like Hidden and Dangerous, which was like a you know, uh, I remember. I remember that you get shot yeah. and you're dead for life, and you have a group of like four guys, <laughs> and it was like it's like the equivalent of like a SWAT game, sort of. But like Rainbow Six. Yeah, yeah, it was Rain- Rainbow Six, but on the Dreamcast and looking a bit nicer. Um, I mean, we're, t- um, we're talking about compared to Rainbow Six on the PlayStation One here, and yeah, it's not yeah, not yeah, Rainbow yeah, Six C was... or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, yeah um, now see the only games that I've kept out of my Dreamcast collection. There's only one, and it is the only game that I played on the Dreamcast and went, I am very glad I bought this system, and that was Soul Calibur. Ooh. Yeah? Oh, I, Soul I, Calibur I... was the only game that I was like, oh, thank God I bought a Dreamcast. Soul Calibur is the only game I have which has a missing art sleeve off the case. It has a fully cracked top case. It has the oh. most scratched-up disc on the planet because it just... It wouldn't... I don't know. I'm not sure about the Soul Calibur series, but I know Soul Edge. I absolutely loved it. I played it in the arcade the first time, and then I knew I had to get it on PS One when it was going to inevitably oh, yeah. have an amazing home port, which it did, of course. But Soul Calibur was like it was just the Dreamcast sort of like decided to just push itself up to like 300 percent 
shortly after launch and you went oh my word what what what's this isn't the same machine that's playing this but obviously it was it was a little deceiving cuz we thought that soul soul caliber would be the baseline and it wasn't no it was no, so, it was the limit <laughs> it was almost like they they tapped out the dreamcast straight away and said this is the most impressive thing i mean Co- even oh, code, yeah. you came to code veronica later and you're like thinking well if capcom's going to do it now they're going to absolutely beast it but I don't think Code Veronica looked a patch on something like Soul Calibur because Soul Calibur was oh, just no. like, it was just out there. And I, it was perfect. Yeah, yeah it was, I mean, it was, it was pretty much as perfect as it could be for that that time period. It was, I don't know. It's I'm, it's one of the few fighting games to where when you go back to it now, you still you don't need to put a qualifier. If you were to like, hey, Mike, come over to my house, let's play some Soul Calibur, and yeah. you were like, sure, you want to say, yeah, but we're gonna have to play it on the Dreamcast. You don't have to do that. It's just this is still a really good fighting game. Oh yeah, oh, and, and the amount and, um, of value you got from it, it was like, yeah, the world. Oh, tour, weapons master mode, single, man. Everything was like expanded from the first game, and you're like, oh my word. I mean, the first game was generous, you know. I'd, that whole, you know, when when I was doing the BGM select things, all I'd do is I'd go like, which con super session soundtrack song am I going to put on this one? <laughs> and it's like, and it, oh, it's just it's just ridiculous how much how they crammed so much on that disc, and you felt like you, yeah. you felt you were getting a steal. This is, you know, if you think of like Street Fighter Two when people were trying to sell it for sixty odd quid or whatever back in the day, you know, like over the price of a game, you're thinking. They should have done that with Soul Calibur. It wouldn't have made a difference. Everyone was still bought the thing anyway. Like... Oh, and my, for me, for me, um, that was the moment. Like um, where when you played Soul Calibur, that was the moment. Oh, this is now a franchise on the level of Tekken and Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. This is its mm. coming out party for me. For me, it was like Soul Edge was fun and all, but oh, I yeah, mean yeah. back in. Those times, I I kind of might have thought Battle Shina Battle Arena Toshinden was as good as Soul Edge, and looking back now, I want to smack me Ooh, in the face. That's crazy. No, I, <laughs> I mean I was thinking that it's good, but maybe it's not Tekken Tekken Two level good just yet. It's almost there, but yeah, Soul Soul Caliber did for yeah. Wow, that's a dumb sentence, but Soul Caliber did for Soul Caliber series what Tekken Three did for Tekken. Pretty much, yeah. Uh... And it was like, well, I'm a Soul Calibur person now. This is great. <laughs> um, oh, but like, like in terms of emotionality for like uh, old game systems, Dreamcast mm. holds nothing for me. Ooh. Everything you feel for the Dreamcast is what I feel for my adorable little GameCube. Now, Dave, as a fellow, as a fellow Capcom lover, you got to tell me that you played like Street Street Fighter Three on there. You sort of dabbled oh, into what, the. Uh, first few bits and then finally went on to third strike okay so wait wait wait. yeah if, if i remember right it was it was uh street fighter 3 the new generation yeah and then it was giant attack and then came uh third strike right i think so uh, where am i getting w impact from what's that come from i think that's what giant impact was called okay yeah um which one was Fight for the Future? Mine was a Japanese copy anyway. Um, Fight for the Future... I think that's... Fight for the Future is part of the intro of free, if I remember right. Okay, alright. Um, no, no, uh, I didn't play um, Street Fighter 3 at home at all that gen. That was all just arcade stuff. And oh, I didn't get to play it at home until... You saw yesterday. Street Fighter 3 in the arcade? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had one up in the, in the mall. Oh Jesus! I've never seen one in the arcade. It oh. was the first one, so like it didn't update. It's not like we had Giant Attack mm. and then uh, Match of the Millennium or Fight for the Future or Third Strike or whatever it was called. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, wait, Match of the Millennium was SVC Chaos, right? Mm. Mm. It was one so. of those those cross. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I really didn't get to sit down. I like I had friends that had it, but I never had it myself until PS3. That was the first time I really sat down with, with Street Fighter Three. Went okay, Chun Li. What do we got? Wow, um, wow. No, no, no. That, you know, I I spent so much time on them. You know, like um, on the Dreamcast, and it's like Third Strike. Of course, I spent I spent pretty much forever with it on on the Dreamcast. The the other two I sort of dabbled with. You know, like going, wow, this is absolutely amazing. On how is this on the? Because you you have to remember as well. I was uh, the the biggest reason for getting a Dreamcast was that I thought. Why did I let the Sega Saturn pass me by? I need to make up for it, and you know. So day one, I was oh, there yeah, for the, yeah. the Dreamcast going. Right, this is this is going to be Saturn part two. So obviously, I'll be all over it. And of course, one of the biggest rumors of the Saturn just before its demise was like Street Fighter Three will come to the Saturn. So that that was a huge deal, knowing that it was going to come to the Dreamcast. And it was sort of it's, um, it, it didn't make me buy an official copy, of course, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I may, be, I may be remembering wrong. There's two things. First of all, I was, I was, um, that was during the time when I had very little faith, and I thought Street Fighter Two was still better than Street Fighter Three. I was one of those people. I've mm. since renounced that stance because Street Fighter Three is mwah, beautiful. Um, was Street Fighter Three on that PS2 Street Fighter collection? I want to say um, it was because that might have been the first time I had it at home. Thanks to the world of piracy, I believe. Oh, Mike, you're killing me! <laughs> I believe that the European version of either one of the, like I think it was like the Xbox version. You did get Street Fighter Three with Street Fighter Anniversary, but on the PlayStation Two version, you didn't. But you got a feature length. I'm googling movie. Something to that effect, or it might have been regional. Maybe in the U.S. you did get Street Fighter Three, but not in Europe. Something really stupid like that. Okay, so the PAL region only received uh, Hyper Street Fighter Two as a separate release. The Xbox version had all of them, and it looks like the PS2 version had uh, Hyper Street Fighter Two and Third Strike. So yeah, Third Strike was on there. So the I, PS2 I'm very version, sorry, listener, but I. In I lied. Amer- oh, in uh, North America. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This was b- back when you know regions mattered. <laughs> of course, I I did um, grab the American copy, so I I was happy. <laughs> um. Yeah, boy, that's a thing that uh, of the past, isn't it? Hmm. We're gonna have to ex- like regional differences. Oh yeah, that's that's loads going on. It's it's crazy. Now, since you have uh, as a Spanish inquisitor. Uh, question my faith in Capcom. I, I will uh, question yours as well, sir. How many of the Capcom 5 did we actually play? Uh, okay, well, Capcom so, 4, because one got cancelled. So, Piano 3? Ah, uh, good man, okay. I dabbled in it. I didn't touch it much. Um, I had a quick go of the first level or so, but I just wasn't that keen on it. Uh, Capcom 5, 3, 5, 4, 
I th- yeah, I, th- I think in reality, it's um, it was called the Capcom Five. What's beautiful, Joe? One of them or not? Ah, good man. All right, all right. So far, we're doing good. That's not even really. That's Clover Studios, technically platinum. Well, they were they were part of Capcom at the time. Oh, and they're all GameCube games then. Um, they were all GameCube exclusives at first. So the one of the greatest things about my relationship, and I've been in this relationship for a great long while, is that um, when I first met her, she knew someone who worked at Blockbuster Video, which meant that I could get oh, yeah, the of, inside man. I could get Resident Evil Four straight away. <laughs> <laughs> which meant I had Resident Evil 4 finished by the day after it was released <laughs> which which was which was great but yeah Resident Evil 4 was one of those as well obviously yep alright so you got three <sighs> right, see, so I'll, I'll give you a hint on the o- last Auto one Auto Lister telling... is a PS2 game so I know it's not that that's okay. the one that always screws me up. It's always Auto Modelista that screws me up and thinking that was part of it. But it's not it. But it's Ooh. one that shares the same art style. As Auto Modelista? Yeah. Whew. Cell shaded. Yes, sir. Okay. We may have even mentioned the man's name in this very episode. Oh, my word. This is not good. This is not a good one. <laughs> Oh, I'm. I know one of them was like supposed to be some sort of monster hunter looking thing. That was that was, the one that was, canceled, that was Dead right? Phoenix. Yep, okay. that was cancelled. Number number four. Number four then. Oh, okay, what if I said this was number seven? Is that a cryptic? <laughs> that that is that is a clue. The number seven is in the title, and you ain't getting no other clue. Oh my god! Oh, this is this is heartbreak. Can you can you leave me a week in a Wikipedia search? <laughs> um. Uh, okay, so we mentioned his name this can you, episode. Can you and just his... give me a little? Give me a fraction, just a fraction. <laughs> okay, you played as a hitman in a wheelchair. Oh my fucking god! No, that can't be right. That's a Suda Fifty One game. That doesn't that doesn't work. That's that was one of that was one of the Capcom Five. Grasshoppers Killer Seven. Oh my I, word! I've yes, completed, uh, that, really, I've completed that game twice as well. How could I've forgot that was a okay game? Oh. Why would you ever complete Killer Seven twice? That game is a mess. I forgot about I forgot about completing it the first time, and then when I got round to the second one, I heard about <laughs> the uh, when you go into like a bit right near the end, and he starts going on about a nuclear explosion and things like that. I went, oh shit! I remember I remember this. Um, there's a gaming hot take for you Mm. I don't like any of Suda51's games none of them the only one I haven't played is uh, Killer is Dead no no Shadow of the Damned that's the only one I haven't played that was with the the talking gun cock thing right I don't think that's going to change your mind to be honest Dave I've completed that I don't either that's why I've avoided it I've completed Killer is Dead I've completed Shadows of the Damned uh, uh, Cinemora. Yeah, Did you do Cinemora. I completed that. It's, um, and what was the Liberation Maiden on the 3DS? I completed that as well. Wow, um, that see, there's one I didn't even touch. So uh, props to you. Um, wait, uh, he wasn't the Lollipop Chainsaw guy, was he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. 
Uh, did you like that one? It's not great. It's okay. It's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. What about No More Heroes? No More Heroes Two as well. I hate No More Heroes so much. Really? I hate it so much. That game is so boring. It is so borked. It is just terrible. Terrible. Oh, two, two was amazing as a, a visual treat for like the Wii. Oh, visually, that guy is like aces visually. Like even Killer Seven, there was never a game that looked like that. Hmm. But like to play the games, bleh, bleh. no. Like like here here's what I had. So on on PS3, I had a choice. I was holding in one hand, hmm. Shadows of the Damned. In the other hand, I had Never Dead. Oh God, ne- Rebellion. I bought Never Rebellion Dead. slash Konami's Never Dead. Yes, oh, I no. bought Never Dead over <laughs> <laughs> Shadows of the Damned. Oh. That is so tragic. you got you got four out of the Capcom five. I I would say that you're not quite a top level Capcom fan, but you're pretty. Oh, close. hang on, I remember now. It's Killer Seven. Killer Seven. Sorry. Oh, oh there we go. good man. That's go. five right. out of five. Press complete. Oh, good man. <laughs> uh, the only one that I would like, if I was to say right now, I'm going to play one of those Capcom five. The only one I think I'd want to retry is PN zero three. Because, okay. I, yeah, I didn't give that much of a chance either. I played, like, the first level or two and went, Bleh. Yeah. Although, I have been thinking of the idea of jumping back into um, Lost Planet 2 recently. Because I I remember think... that being fun. Yeah, yeah. It was... I, I think, but I think I that might have been because it scratched my Monster Hunter itch. Yeah, that's the thing. A it's little got bit. That, it's got that sort of style to it, hasn't it? The design makes you think a bit of Monster Hunter more than, like... Like, I remember seeing someone was... play Lost Planet 1, and I thought, looks okay, looks alright. Yeah, that... Lost Planet 1 was, was weird, but kind of okay. Lost Planet 3 is a game I own on the PC, and it's a game that I've still not really played, because it just looks like... it. Did Capcom even make Lost Planet 3? That's my question. Um, Lost Planet 3 is a game that I own on the PS3, and I have never touched. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I think it'll stay that way for a while, but... Yeah, Lost Planet it probably 2, will. It had a lot of like network stuff. I think I really need to find a way of getting Wasn't into Wasn't Marcus game. Phoenix in that? Like, didn't they have a cameo crossover with, with Gears of War? Possibly, but I played the PS3 version. Which wouldn't get you Marcus Phoenix. <laughs> no, no. Sugar. Okay. And uh, just to, uh, before we close out this little chat that lasted a little bit longer than I thought it would, but hmm. a good chat nonetheless. Um... And uh, so, so before the PS5, Xbox Series X, all that release, uh, do you have any goals that you would like to try to hit before it releases? I would love to um, put all my previous goals to the side and commit to completing Divinity 1 and 2. But... I, I would love to hear what you think of Divinity 2. <laughs> And, and may- then you maybe can stand do... in line with me for Baldur's Gate. Yeah, yeah I could do that. And, and I could also try and perhaps complete Fire Emblem, The Three Houses too, on a spare weekend. <laughs> Good luck. I wish you all the luck in the world. Um, oh. I have one game that I would, I've would i narrowed it down to, because this is my clean-up time like between now right. and right. PS5. All right, now, now uh, this has to do with who we were just talking about, of course. But uh, there is a game that I have bought on the PS2. 
And then I later bought it on the Wii. And then I bought it on the PS3. And I bought it on the PS4. And I have never played it. But I own it. On all those systems. What is it, Amaterasu? (laughs) Ha <laughs> It's God Hand! <laughs> Correct! <laughs> yes, I, I I have played approximately half of Okami. Like, I've played uh, up until you defeat Orochi, right? That's the good half. No, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> well, and I don't remember anything from it at all other than going, Wow, this looks really cool. This is a really pretty game. And I've made it a point to play and finish all the other Clover games. Uh, other than... Yeah, yeah, I think I think I finished all the other Clover games. But Okami is the last one. So before that releases, I want to finish Okami. Just okay. once. And you've got the Ace uh, that's, 4K PS4 Pro. Yep. I do on disc no less. Versioni. Oh, Ace, Ace, good man, good man. I I do too, but I've not opened it. It's still sealed. <laughs> that is strange that that is a twice remastered game, mm. and I still haven't finished it. Um, same with us. Well, no, I finished Shadow of the Colossus, but I I, I bought the remasters, but I'll probably never replay them because. Uh, yeah, I I tried, and I thought, oh god. Um, For what am I doing? You, you, you. Did you buy Last Guardian? Yeah, I completed it. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> it was yeah, a game. Yeah, it was a game. Um, after Shadow of the Colossus, I went look. These 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 games are great, but uh, I, I yeah, they're not for me. And I kind of just let Last Guardian pass me by. I really don't have any interest mm-hmm. in it. Mainly because I hear it's very frustrating to play as well. It's it is a little it's a little it's a bit sticky and you sort of like you're not 100 percent sure what a character's. You, I mean, for for a game about trying to help move another character about, you're you you spend more time wrestling with yourself about moving yourself around, and I think that's the big problem. People seem to confuse someone who doesn't follow you with. The fact that someone who is trying to follow you is following someone who can't walk their own feet properly. <laughs> so, so that's never going to work. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's okay. It's, 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 the the cutscenes can be really good. The, the few Other than... Uh, and uh, Craig, if you're, if you're listening to this and you haven't jabbed your ears out, um, you can cut this if you want. But uh, I am curious, Mike... Hmm. Tok- uh, uh, what is it? TMS Fates is getting re-released on the Switch. Did you ever play that? What? What's being re-released? Uh, the, the T- Tokyo Mirage Sessions. That Fire Emblem Persona crossover. Oh, oh, right, yeah. Encore. Is, this is called it Encore, one? isn't is that it? What it's I just thought it was Fate. Well, let's see. Hold, hold on, hold on. Here, it's just called Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE. That's it. Oh, oh I thought it was called uh, something that encore, but I don't know. Um, I've I've still got a sealed copy of that, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, mine is not sealed, but it's never been in my Wii U, ever. Hmm. 
I did have I did have a quick go at one point in the past though, and I did play maybe about two hours of it. It looks looks good. Looks good to be honest. I, I probably uh, will give it more time at some point in the future, but I'm I'm not inclined to pick up a Switch version of a game that I've not even unsealed yeah. on the, the Wii U just yet. So I think I'll be I'll I'll hang yeah. fire on that. Uh, maybe <laughs> um, if they give me that Shin Megami Tensei Five, I could give that a go. But then at the same time, I've I've done the same with Shin Megami Tensei Four on the 3DS. It's still not really played much. Maybe an hour or two on that too. You know uh, what that is for me? Bravely Default was that for me? I bought it on 3DS, and I mm. just like I had the best of intentions of playing it, and then I just kind of eh, whatever. Uh, I uh, never got around eight, to it. Eight hours on that one, and it was it was still good. But what puts you off is if you read into it, there's something like it's either some, something stupid like it either takes sixty odd hours to complete, or you need to beat the last boss four times to complete the game properly or something stupid like that I can't Blech. have a read into it but it's, it's quite terrifying if that's if it's the same thing I remember yeah um, uh, that doesn't sound very fun mm. anyway okay so so Craig you can cut that out if you want but we're going to close this up so Mike uh, thank you for having a, a fun chat with me this was pretty fun yeah. even yeah. if we weren't recording it this would be fun um <laughs> The next, the next big episode, like we said, should be Luigi's Mansion Three, and then Craig cut this if I'm wrong, but I believe the next two retro rewinds are Metal Gear Solid. What year did that come out, Mike? 1998. 1998, Snake. Okay, thank you. So, um, 1998 will bring us to Metal Gear Solid from Craig, and then 1999 I picked Medal of Honor on the PlayStation. So. If you want to get in on those, you can hit us up on the website and do that. Hey, Mike, while I'm doing this, could you do the whole Metal Gear Solid, you know, like... You know, give me that... that. Thank you. So, if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can do so at thebiteffect.com. Oh, hold on, guard's coming. Okay. Alright, so you can do that at thebiteffect.com and you can suggest a game if you'd like us to do it, or, you know what, I'm going to even open it up. If you want a topic for us to just blather on about, then you can go ahead and do that there. Other than that, our social media is on hold because well, we're old dinosaurs and we don't like social media. So uh, we'll figure that out at some point. But anyway, if you did listen to all this, thank you very much, and uh, Mike, say goodnight to the fine people. Good night, fine people. It's been lovely to have you listening to my Oh my god. Scrap that. Scrap that. Um, Good night. I'm glad we could talk about semen with you. And good night.